That's a lot, isn't it? Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of It's A Lot with Abby Chatfield. Um, today I have a really, really exciting guest on. I have Erin Barnett, who you may know from I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, Love Island, and also Beauty and the Geek. So Erin is an amazing, funny, really cool girl, but she also suffers from endometriosis and polycystic ovary syndrome, I think is the correct word, PCOS. I didn't really know much about either of these conditions before talking to Erin. I obviously knew they were both awful. I knew that PCOS came with um, a myriad of symptoms and weight gain and um, uh, hormonal acne and endo was so painful. But speaking to Erin, it opened my eyes even more so to how awful these conditions can be. And I think this episode would be really good for anyone who has these conditions themselves to feel like they're hurt. Also for anyone that knows someone in their family or their friendship circle that has these conditions that you can finally kind of understand what they're going through. Erin speaks about it in a really beautiful, chilled way. Even though it isn't a chilled topic, it's a very lighthearted way and she kind of says fuck it to the whole thing. And I just love that about her. So please keep listening for that. I also do mention on the uh, side of the episode, Moddy Body Undies. So I post in the group like quite a lot about these. I'll comment being like, guys, get yourself some Moddy Body Undies. They're period undies. They're good for any type of flow. You can wear them overnight. You can wear them just during the day. You can wear them exercising. I even have running shorts that have period undies in them. And like life changer. My last two cycles since I was sent some, I haven't used a tampon or a pad so that's good for the environment good for my wallet and also i am so comfortable you might be thinking like oh do they smell not at all it literally just feels like you're wearing normal undies and you don't have your period at all it, it makes me so happy but i do have a code for you guys so the code is abby10 for 10 percent off all moddy body excluding gift cards and sale items of course um but if you guys have been considering getting some use the code get 10 percent off I really love that I get to work with this brand and I love their product. I've recommended it to all of my girlfriends. Um, I would recommend it to anyone who has a uterus and uh, gets a period. Um, They have different strengths of absorbency. Um, It is... There are no harsh chemicals they use in the products. And their whole kind of ethos is breaking the taboo around periods. Um, and I just think they're a really, really good company and the product is great. Can't recommend enough. So Abby Tam for 10% off, but without further ado, without further rambling on, here is the gorgeous Erin Barnett. Hello, I have with me right here, right now, Erin Barnett. Erin has been on I'm a Celebrity, uh, Love Island, and also Beauty and the Geek. So she is a reality TV aficionado, but she also is a huge advocate for endometriosis and PCOS awareness. And we stan Erin, and I'm so happy to have her here. So welcome, Erin. Hi, thanks for having me on. I'm so excited to talk about everything. 
I am so excited. I was looking for someone to do an endo chat with and then your name got brought up and I was like, fuck, that'd be perfect because you obviously have a fun personality because you've been on five million reality TV shows. Uh, Duh. Duh. Definitely has nothing to do with my tits. (laughs) (laughs) But I also, uh, you are such an amazing advocate for endo and PCOS. I always have to pause before I say PCOS because I'm like, yeah, it, it'll become natural in. soon. Eventually. If you say that, then polycystic. Yeah, yeah polycystic ovary syndrome, like too much. Yeah. But we'll get into that later. First, I want to ask you, what's been a lot this week? Look, this is probably not a lot, but it's a lot in my life. Uh, eating healthy this week has just been a lot because I have healthy snacks in the house, but then I'm going out and I'm getting Maccas. <laughs> like, take my license off me. Um- <laughs> Literally, literally me. I like this morning I got up at like five o'clock and I like came out here and I bought myself like some nice yogurt and some berries to have instead of my usual Vegemite on toast with butter and cheese. (laughs) So I had that and then I went out to the chemist to get some medicine and then I came back and I was like, I'm so fucking hungry. So I had three pieces of bread with butter and cheese, which is fine. Like, I mean, I was obviously hungry for it. I, I should have eaten, but it's like I... I always do this. I'm like, I'm eating healthy today. And then I get starving oh, after the healthy I thing. Know. All the time, yes. Or you'll see someone having a cheat day and you're like, I deserve that. And you haven't <laughs> even started fitness. Then you're like, I also am a part of her fitness journey. Yeah, it's day one. And I feel like I've yeah. gone three hours. I went for like a two-hour walk yesterday. I got home and I was like, God, I'm so fit. So <laughs> I know, like I did like... I was on the bike the other day and I went to my partner. I'm like, look at me. Come, quick, quick. I'm on the bike, quick. <laughs> oh, my this. God. This look, look at fitness girl. Oh, my God. Yeah. And you'll be on um, what's a yeah. fitness show? God, like uh, The Biggest Loser. Oh, no. I mean, like, that, no. That's expired. That's not on That's anymore. over. What can you – Survivor? I'll be, Survivor? A, I'll be a hashtag. Oh, God, no. God, no. I could <laughs> never do Survivor. Never. No. Oh, never, the stress, never. the stress involved. Um, like, and like, I hate the beach, so that's, no. I mean, it's probably not the show for you then, is it, Dal? No. I mean, I think no, pretty. No. Um, I, I, the reason why I was going to get medicine was because I have a fucking UTI, which like, big rest in peace. But I also, <laughs> but I, and which is, it woke me up at 3.30 in the morning, which I'm sure people can relate to. It's literally the worst. But I also, it started last week. I had my period at the same time that I got um, this oh, UTI. Dude, that's so unfortunate. So like I've two got at the same time. A f- like an actual fucking nightmare, and I've had a really like pretty bad period pain this week, and my like my flow has been quite heavy, and I've just been. <laughs> I have a heavy flow <laughs> when I wear <laughs> But I've just been <laughs> sitting around. I've just been sitting around. And wearing because it's isolation. I'm not going swimming. I've been wearing these period undies called Moddy Body. Have you heard of these? Oh, I've actually have heard of them, but like I don't actually get a proper period, so I was like, I can't like try them out. But I've always always wanted to ask, like, when your flow is flowing, that river is running, is it like does it full soak it up, or like when you sit down, it's there's going to be like a patch like no. on the couch or something? Babe, it's magic. So basically, they have like they have different undies for different flows. So it's like if you have a oh, really heavy flow, me. babe, it's Are it's. You serious? <laughs> It's like to my boyfriend, Mick, get my heavy flow ones. The heavy flow ones. The heavy flow ones. And they have ones. ones. They have ones. My favorite ones, the ones on my second day of my period. They have ones that are high-waisted. So what I do is I'll put put a heat 
pack into the high waisted undies. They're really like thick and tight, and they're like, oh my god, it is amazing. So I like it just collects it all. Yeah, but, and then when you put it in the in the wash the next day, is it just back to normal? Yeah, back to normal. It doesn't smell at all. It's like deodorizing. It's like it literally really? is That's from. Really good. Yeah, a woman who the woman who created it, she just I think she just created it like in her kitchen one day. She was like, "There need to be better period." Um, Undies. what are they called? Well, no, a better period like like uh technology like not tampons, not pads, not menstrual cups, and well, nothing I, you have to shove up you. Yes. And like pads are yeah. so fucking uncomfortable. Anyway, I've just become obsessed with my period undies and I like, this is actually twisted, but I'm actually like excited for my next period because I'm like, I <laughs> like, don't I have to wear tampons. <laughs> yeah. I'm like no <laughs> menstrual cup, no tampons. Like no one sees me anyway. I'm just obsessed with that. So like for me, that's been so much this week, but I think you actually could use them if you just get like, I guess if it's clots though. It's like clots. So it would just sit there until I get... And put, it's like really gross. That's wow. the sound effect. I know, but it's it's there. It happens. I've had I've had a clot moment where, like, a couple of years ago, I was I had like really bad cramps, and I put in a tampon, and the tampon must have like this is really disgusting, by the way. A tampon must have like <laughs> burst the period bubble. Yeah. So the tampon, <laughs> the tampon went just in. Popped it. Just popped it, and the and like a big clot came out around yeah and i pulled the ta- i literally was like what the fuck and i pulled the tampon out and it was completely clean like it was like a magic trick yeah, the clean- it was like, <laughs> it was like, i'm okay i love period chats straight up we're like and then my fucking flow i would love to have this conversation around a bunch of guys like i know some guys say they don't care but god you have no idea what we go through with our vaginas if you think it's all flowers and daisies it's not it's blood gushing Tampon speaking, pad wearing, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. But I mean, like, I mean, it's so crazy because we're so, I guess, we're so used to it now. Like, it's like you're used to being in constant pain. Well, that, that, I mean, eating healthy is a lot. I feel the same thing. I'm trying to get back into my routine because COVID kind of fucked my routine. And I just, like, treat myself all the time because I think that I deserve it. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not like mentally happy anymore. It's making me feel like pudgy and like not that being yeah, pudgy is bad, but I just feel like I feel like I'm like just not being healthy, and I'm yeah, I'm no. not even walking, and, then, and I'll be days. Yeah, I know. And like then I, when you feel shit, you, you'll eat shit, and then there's like a big circle that we go in. Yeah, it's awful. And then a period. My whole period though, I am like eat what you want, do what you want. Yeah, because I feel like during our period, like, we don't put on any weight or anything. It's like a – we're just, like, perfect for those, those <laughs> doesn't count. Nothing happens. Nothing changes. All right. So now we're going to do some listener questions. We've got one because sometimes I do two, but with you, I think we have a lot to talk about in our little discussion. <laughs> so I'm like, we'll just do one to save some time. Um, so this is from a listener, and I thought this was really interesting. Um, and I honestly – I'm struggling to give advice, so I thought you could help. So they said, I have recently just had my seven-year relationship end in a fucking lockdown rip. This happened about three weeks ago, so as you can imagine, it's not been a pretty time these past weeks. I'm 31 and now alone. Mildly panicked about this. I've spent the last seven years basically being spoken for as he is super charismatic and people are naturally drawn to him. I was constantly left feeling unworthy of contributing to conversations and friendships that we shared. I was a shadow girlfriend that oh and I dropped most of my side of life to fit into his whoops codependency lifestyle 
We also were almost never intimate. Like I would say once every six months at best. My confidence has taken a huge hit. He attributed the lack of sex to his anxiety around it. And alas, I tried my absolute best to be supportive and nurturing of him through that total head fuckery. One of the reasons as to why he broke up with me is because he was not sexually attracted to me, which I think is a total a cop. <laughs> which I think is a total cop out. I love it. I love the chiming in. A total cop out and begs the question, why did you put me through all that in the first place? In hindsight, our split is probably a good thing for my growth. Yes, because there was a lot of underlying misogynistic patterns he had. For example, there was definite pressure on me to do the house duties, etc. Do you have any comments on how to stop a pattern of losing your voice in relationships and how to keep showing up as yourself? Sorry for the novel. You give me a good giggle. Oh, sweet. This is actually really oh awful. God. Do you have any initial thoughts? Well, I have a lot of swear words that... Are- Hit no, do it, do it, babe. Like okay, like like what a cunt to say things like, um, oh, like I have sex, like anxiety with sex and all that, and then be like, I actually wasn't sexually attracted to you. Like, what the fuck have you been doing for seven years, mate? Yeah. Like, I need a what's his name? I mean, literally, like that. That's that's the biggest thing. Like, it's because some people do have anxiety around sex. Some people do, you know, have different. If they're depressed or have anxiety or bipolar, if they have mental health issues, they like aren't yeah, sexually driven so then she and she's being a good girlfriend being like i'm understanding I'll i'm not going to pressure you. it but then he turns around at the end of it and says oh i just wasn't attracted to you like well i don't like that anxiety my comment was bullshit yeah do you know what i reckon she's going to do really well in her next relationship her life's going to be so much better because she's just acknowledged where she like probably went wrong as in like she never really had a voice like dude that's really good and no one had to tell her that like yes, she's, she's realized that on her own. That is so true. She's she's analyzed her relationship, and she also must have kind of known this throughout the relationship. You know, she's saying yeah. that she didn't feel like she could speak up, didn't feel like she could contribute to their friendships, and then her saying that she was a shadow girlfriend actually makes me want to oh. cry. Like, have you ever been like oh, that with anyone? No, neither, because um, I'm the loudest like, bitch in on the yeah, planet. Like, I'm so loud. Like my previous boyfriend, not my previous one. Like the guy that I was with before I went on Love Island, I literally changed my entire lifestyle and like dumped my friends for his friends and like I wasn't a shadow girlfriend but I was like you know whatever you do I'll do too and like I was and then when I came out of it I was like what the hell and I full started hating men and I felt like then I started using men just to make myself think uh I'm using them they're not using me yes like it I my mind got really bad and I thought I'll never let a man make my decisions for me and stuff like that yeah so you so you learned the hard way I guess not that you were in yeah, as, as extreme. I feel so bad for her. I mean, I, really, I, feel I, I just want to like take her out and well, not now. It's like COVID. <laughs> but, like after that, like, and just, you know, be like, dude, you don't like, you know how you just need a pep talk with all your girlfriends. Yes. Like, that's yes. What she needs. Dude, yeah. 100%. She's, well, she's 31 and she's been with him for seven years. So she was what? 24 when she, 24 oh, when she met him that is so young she you know what he will come back to her because she sounds like a really good person yeah. and she was just used and like he'll eventually come back and be like babe you know i was joking like i love you and she's not going to go there because she's going to be stronger after this. seven years dude you have catching up to do go live your life yeah totally and I mean, but it sucks because it's his iso it so, sucks like, his iso but get inside i mean i mean get on you know what, actually, I was going to say get on some dating apps, but I think because your issue was that you felt like you lost yourself in this relationship, you need to, I guess, find yourself before you try and get into another relationship because right now you probably 100%. are really vulnerable to do that again and just latch onto someone else. Like I've done yeah. that. 
I agree. And I definitely think that she should just do whatever she wants now. Like, if she would do, like, my advice would be do whatever you want. And if mm. someone out there doesn't like it, who cares? You'll find someone who will just fit into your pattern. Like, your world's so good. So she just has to do whatever she wants. If she wants to cut her hair, shave her hair, she can. She doesn't have to worry about, oh, but that guy might not like me. Like, yes. Like, do whatever yes. you want and there will be a guy that will be like, damn, like she's hot, she's like confident living her own life where this loser in the back's like, <laughs> ah, I'm not attracted to you. Like, fuck off. This fucking so, loser. I mean, yeah. I, I totally, I think she's seen to, like, honestly, babe, you just need to do things for yourself, feel good about yourself yeah. and I think you need to have a pause from relationships. I also would recommend going to therapy just for a few sessions, honestly. I'm a big advocate for therapy. I think just I like... She's doing well on her own though, which is really impressive because I, I wasn't. I was just like a mess waiting for people to tell me what to do and she's like, look, this is where it went wrong. Like, how do I fix it? Like, mm-hmm. you're doing a really good job. That's like the first step. So mm. I agree. You just do whatever you want now. Do whatever makes you happy and... Yeah, take a break from relationships. Just don't talk to guys at the moment. Have a break. I mean, you maybe it's the delivery guy <laughs> <laughs> with your moddy body undies. Yeah, with your heavy flow. <laughs> yeah, I think just just you do you, girl. Just just try and talk to your friends as much as you can. Find joy in other things besides relationships because it seems like you actually, yeah, you do know what's happening. You do, you know what you have yeah. to do. Um, just. She sounds like a beautiful person. You sound I great. Hate guy. I hate that guy. I and just remember. Him and I hate him. Mm, just, just remember to not take him back because he probably will come back because he will realize Never. that he fucked up. Don't take him back. I take exes back five million times and every time I regret it. So don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. No, dude, you weren't getting sex for like six months because he was a stupid loser. Yeah. Yeah. Get yourself sex every day, girl. Yeah, I agree. Get a new vibrator or something. Get a get a vush or something. Now it's time to talk about something that you're very passionate about. I guess you've been forced to be passionate about it because it's it's taken up a large portion of your life, and that is um, PCOS and endometriosis. And to be honest, I have known I think one person that's had each like one person with PCOS one person with endo so I don't really understand exactly what it is I know it's awful I know it's painful I know it's shit but um I don't know what it actually is so do you mind just explaining like just a quick rundown of what it is either either condition all right so like uh PCOS it's like polycystic ovary syndrome and what it is is like um, you just get cysts inside your ovary, outside your ovary. It's like your eggs just um, don't develop properly, and they're. It's like um, it's a hormonal condition. There's an imbalance somewhere in your body, and you can get that big of cysts. Like I've had three a three kilo cyst on top of my right ovary when I was fifteen. Three kilos. So, yeah, and I hadn't had sex yet, by the way. And the doctor kept trying to tell me that I was pregnant and, like, was doing pregnancy tests and it like, wasn't. And I was like, dude, I haven't had sex. <laughs> and Were you, like, bloated? Like, hmm? Yeah, so, I, it like, so when I laid down, it, I looked like it was, like, a little bulge and I thought I was just so fat and I didn't understand why <gasps> I didn't look like the other girls. And I was, like, pushing on my belly all the time and they were, like, oh, they did, like, uh, an internal ultrasound and they were, like, um, mate, you've got, like, this massive cyst with just fluid. And I was, like... Oh, cute. And then they drained out three kilos of it before they even took the sack of the cyst out of me. Oh, my God. So, yeah, this huge – so so it develops cysts because your eggs – sorry, or is this a hormone? It's just like a happen chance, happenstance. Yeah, so it's like follicles. So, like, on top of the ovaries, it's like it's got an egg in it and it just hasn't developed to turn into something that can be fertilised. It's like an infected egg. 
So everyone experiences PCOS differently, but that's mainly what it is. It's like cysts all around your ovaries and inside your ovaries. And it like it, um, it can cause problems with wanting to get pregnant, um, but that's just the rundown of PCOS. And then you have endometriosis where it is like, this is so much bigger, where like the lining of your uterus is everywhere else in your body. So, and like sometimes what can happen is like, instead of going out your vagina, the blood, it just can go back into the floating tube out into your body. Like that's how, and it looks like leeches inside your body. And this, because it's called the endometrium, which is the same lining of your uterus when you get your period, Mm -hmm. it still reacts to those hormones, right? So if I'm supposed to get my period today and I'm getting cramps, imagine that lining is everywhere else in my body. So it's reacting, it's on my bowels and it's reacting to a cramp. So my bowels are cramping, everything's cramping. Oh my God. So it makes your whole body yeah. like try to reject Everything. it. Everything. Wherever, yeah, wherever the endometriosis is in your body, it still reacts like a normal period, like a normal week of terrible. Oh, it's just so horrific. And if you've seen photos of girls um, with it, it just looks like there's just blood everywhere inside yeah. of them. Yeah. And um, like it can only be diagnosed with surgery. That's what people need to understand. Like the doctors can give advice and that, but what they do is you have um, like keyhole surgery and they'll take a bit of it and they'll send it off to a lab and they can tell you if you've got it or not. Like mm-hmm. I have so many people DMing me say, I've got it. I'm like, oh, like how, when did you get diagnosed? And they're like, I haven't. I just had the same symptoms. I'm like, dude, go get checked. So like it's a life changing thing. Yeah. You've got to get, you've got to get confirmation. So yeah. is it, is it cause you have both, is it common to have both together or is that or Yeah. Okay. It's very common to have both, but with um, PCOS, they can normally see that in an internal ultrasound, like eggs, like follicles. They're like these little black dots inside your ovaries. Mm-hmm. Mine look like, like big oranges under, like just all over the place. They don't look like round. They look like big growths. Oh, my eggs. wow. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a good rundown because I think a lot of the, a lot of the complaints that, well, not complaints, people have DM me being like, can you talk about endo? Because everything that I can listen to is so like clinical and the way you explained it to Sam was so like understandable. Not clinical, I know because yeah. some people will be like, yeah, so like real, real like medical terms. You sit there like, what? And then it's like, dude, just like dumb it down for us. Like yeah. say you've got an egg that doesn't fucking work and that's going to cause it to cool. <laughs> Good egg that like, doesn't um, fucking I've work. Also- I know. Like, I've also had um, an endometriosis cyst. So, like, like I had this, like, normal PCOS, and then, like, it filled up this bad um, cyst, filled up with just a bunch of blood. And I've had that pop inside of me before, and then, obviously, it's, like, leeches, so that endometriosis cyst popped, and then it just, like, spread everywhere again. Like a balloon with confetti, but it's not fun. Oh. My. God. That yes. is... That is so awful i mean yeah so do you mind just explaining because i love how open you are on your instagram about all of your health problems like you have a highlight on your instagram it's endo and pcos and it goes back like 110 weeks so you <laughs> like you're able i looked through it and i'm like i can document like what's happened yeah. to you and it's all awful shit um yeah it's great it's great but do you mind just like giving an explanation of, I guess, your story with it? I know you've probably had a million surgeries and a million different things happen, but I guess if you just yeah. start with your early symptoms, because I think a lot of girls, you know, may think they have it or may not realize they have it and think it's just period pain and then just whatever's happened that are big milestones, I guess. I mean, I think the first thing I realized now that I'm older is I didn't get my period till I was like 14 and like, 
that was really odd. You know what I mean? Like, and I had, I did, I was a little like chubby kid compared to everyone else. Like, and I had high cholesterol. Like I was just this little chubby mess mm. and um, like a bad acne, really bad acne. And I was like, but you don't pick up on it then. And then they found the cyst on me, the three kilo one. And then they went inside of me and was like, oh, okay. Um, she's also got endometriosis. We can see it all around her body. And I'm like, Oh, okay, were you cool. so you were fourteen? I was fifteen when they found that. So how I was fourteen when I got my period? So you got your period at fourteen, and then were you like? Then did you have painful, really painful periods, or did you just yeah, feel so like but, like the cramp? I had really bad like period cramps, and like my period was that heavy, and it was really clotty. That's the only thing that has been so consistent throughout my entire life of having this is that it's not proper like blood to me. Like it's like, it'll be really heavy. And then the next day it's just like a bunch of clots. Like say Mm -hmm. if you're looking at a pad, you know how it's like seeps in where I can literally like grab the pad out and it's, I can just grab the clots off it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't absorb. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the only thing I can think of that's consistent about Mm -hmm. it. But, um, the pill I was on, I've been on like, honestly, 18 different pills. I kid you not Mm -hmm. to try because being on the pill is supposed to suppress polycystic ovaries, but like it's hormonal, isn't it? Like you, and you can gain and you gain weight easily or you can't lose weight in your your skin and it's everything. Everything like I've been on, is it called Riacatane or something for my Mm -hmm. skin, which causes ovary, um, problems, but like I've got them all. So I'm like, hit me up. (laughs) I can take it. I'm a professional. So, like, because that's how bad my acne was getting and Mm -hmm. I've tried everything and nothing worked. So that was years ago. Mm -hmm. But so that was when I was younger. And then each year since last year, I've just had one surgery a year because I would have a dermoid cyst. You're going to die. So a dermoid cyst. I have had this inside. That's why I got my left ovary removed. So there was a dermoid cyst is is a cyst and inside of it, it's got hair, nails and teeth so it's just like a an egg that tried to become a human shut up it is when the doctor i swear to god yeah yeah and when the surgeon cuts open this sack he showed me do you know what it looked like it had so much black hair like toilet drain hair toilet drain like (laughs) shower drain hair and i was thinking if i ever had a baby it's gonna have black hair dark because that was from yeah because it was from my egg it was like an infected egg yeah Oh, no, but then, it, like, it didn't fertilise, obviously. But one day, the f- fucking sperm yeah. and egg came together, yeah. I had blonde hair. <laughs> but my egg, full black hair. Oh, my God. So, they have... Okay, so then they grow on your ovaries, and are they extra painful, those ones, because they seem hectic? Oh, uh, yeah, because they're a lot more, like, firmer. Where, uh-huh. like, a blood cyst is, like... Like, I mean, it still is, but blood cysts are more dangerous, kind of, because it pops, it can rupture whenever. Right. So, then you... Yeah. So, you've, so, you've had a surgery every year since... You were and then yeah, and then 15. last year I had six. No, last year I had five surgeries from April to November, and at, in November they finally took my left ovary out. But this was like the worst year of my fucking life because, like, I had a surgeon who put like dissolvable stitches in me, but they never dissolved. So I was screaming in fucking pain. Like weeks later, been like, dude, something's wrong. They're like, no, Erin, it's just post. Um, surgery pain don't worry about it I'm like no something's really wrong it feels like something's like stuck mm-hmm. and they were like um no it's fine and I'm like screaming in pain and they're just like oh it's post-operative I'm like you have no fucking idea what you're talking about yeah and then there's just so happened to be a tiny 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 little dot of assist and they they were like to me okay well obviously we'll take it out for you and then when he went in he's like oh it looks like someone else put dissolving stitches in there that never dissolved and that's what was causing your pain 
I'm like, I knew it. Like, I'm not crazy. No. And then I've had, um, literally had surgery to remove one cyst last year. The next day, another cyst had already grown and popped within 24 hours. And I went to emergency and they were like, um, are you sure? It's just not because you had surgery last night. And I was like, I just love, like, you just get that fucking angry. You think, yeah, I just love coming here, babe. I fucking yeah. love it. Like, nah, I'm, I'm so bored at home. I just want to talk to, like, someone in the hospital. just wanted to come hang out with you guys. Yeah, and then, like, you f- you feel like a junkie because, like, you're screaming and you're like, I need painkillers. And, like, I had this lady be like, we just gave you morphine. It should be kicking in. I'm like, fuck me, mate. You need, like, a horse tranquilizer and you need to stick it in my ass or something because I'm in that much pain. <laughs> well, I do want to talk to you about that because you've said – so you had your left ovary removed and yes, then you said in a caption that was, this is what you said. I've been asking, begging <laughs> and pleading for someone to take out my left ovary because of the pain and cyst it causes me on the daily. Sadly, as per usual, no one is listening to me. It's my body. Let me do what I want with it. It is literally the most frustrating thing in the world being told when you what you can and cannot do with your body. So you've mentioned a few times, but I also saw a story on your Instagram saying that people weren't believing you, that you, they wouldn't give you morphine, they wouldn't give you painkillers because they were saying that either, I know, implying you're being dramatic. Was that, that was obviously a regular occurrence. And like, how did that make you feel? Because that would be so frustrating telling people, that you're having pain, like you're, I'm in pain. I need something more. Something is wrong and no one's listening to you because they don't understand that it's more than just period pain. You know that something's yeah. really wrong with your body. Like there are so many instances I hear from my friends that see, go and see, and like it is, it's mainly male doctors because they don't have a barometer on what it actually feels like. Yeah. And they kind of just say, oh, it's just your period. Oh, are you getting, are you ovulating? It's like, yeah, there's always something going on with me, but this is worse than usual. So... When did that like yeah. give me some examples of when that happened and how that make you feel and how did you react? That happens to me all the time. Like I've actually like I go to one main GP clinic and like I actually kicked up a big stink a few months ago because this doctor wouldn't give me Mersendol and that is the only thing that helped with my pain. And I just find it like I know this is probably gonna come across super sexist, but like I don't care. Because it's mainly male doctors that will be like, um, Oh, like, it's just period pain. Like, this is normal. I'm like, that's so weird because you have a dick. So I don't understand how you know that this is normal and the pain I'm feeling is normal. Like, you have, you can't give me advice because you don't understand. And then I've said that to a doctor and he was like, yeah, but I see many female patients. I'm like, oh, fuck, you are so good. It's like you have a fanny. You know what I mean? Like, he just, it's, it's, you don't understand. I've had them be like, you've taken Mercendol or say Panadine for it or even Endone. Like, I was on that many painkillers last year. You have no idea. Mm. And they were like, Erin, we just gave you painkillers like two weeks ago. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm taking still them. in pain. Yes. Like, so if I'm still in pain, don't you think you should do something further than just being like, maybe try Panadol, maybe try Nurofen. I'm thinking, mm. are you kidding me? Yeah. And you feel like, a junkie and you feel embarrassed because you're like oh I sh- should I be taking this much painkillers but I'm also in a lot of pain and mm-hmm. it's not like I, c- I can't even like describe the pain sometimes where it's like I've had endone and tramadol together which I don't recommend and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm still screaming in pain and I'm like it's just making me tired so my partner would get a hot water bottle now normally you cover your hot water bottle with something. It was at the stage where I was just putting it straight on my skin and it was burning me that I have scars on my bottom half near my tattoo from burning my skin that bad. But the burning just felt so much better because it took the pain away for like 20 minutes. So you'd yeah. rather burn your skin than like 
then feel any other pain because it runs down your legs, on your back, and you just think, stuff it. I would rather burn than be in pain. Oh, my God. See, I've heard about friends yeah. of mine, like, you know, they like used to miss school, they had endo and, like, had so many surgeries. But I – and, like, I, I – obviously logically understand that it's very painful but i can't imagine being in that much pain where burning your skin off feels better than what's yeah. than what's happening to you and people not believing you 100% and then you have to understand that like just like the example of holding a hot water bottle without anything covered it burns your hands now imagine mm. having that on your skin and i'm not the only person out there that has done this i have yeah. a lot of um people on Instagram that have shown me photos of their stomachs and their burn marks. And it's like, it's so common because like no painkiller is working that you just like are burning. So isn't that crazy to think that the doctors out there can give you all these painkillers, but that actually isn't helping now. Like something's Mm -hmm. changing and some days nothing's helped at all. Like there's no cure for endometriosis, which is unfortunate. Even getting a hysterectomy um, does not cure endo, like does not help you. Like you would still get it. So if you got a hysterectomy, what would happen? I'm not sure, but all I know is because I was um, talking to people from Endometriosis Australia and like they were telling me like it's like a fact that, you know, just getting a hysterectomy will not stop the endo because it just comes back. Like, for instance, you should be getting like a cleanup of your endo every so often because mm. it would flare up and you've got to get it, like get rid of it. But I've been having surgeries like every so mu- so many months. Mm. My last surgery was in November I'm having surgery on the 2nd of June now because my right ovary has endometriosis all over it and my right ovary is stuck to my uterus and it's stuck to my bowel. So everything's like one. And when he put the internal ultrasound in me, he's like, oh, it's not moving. Like this should be moving. So when you ovulate, your ovary like jumps around like to get the egg out Mm. and mine just like stays there stiff. It's like, nah, fuck that. So it can't get the egg out so it becomes a cyst. Is that right? Yeah. So it's like, oh my God. Well, it can, that can happen. But my eggs never really, I had um, blocked fallopian tubes. Mm-hmm. So it never really made it down there. It never slid down the tube. Like, wee! It was just like, we're stuck. Oh my God. So are you getting your second ovary removed or are you, are they just no, going to try so and separate it? I'm, they're just separating it all and he's just getting rid of the endo. And I'm like, but how have I got that much endometriosis when you just got rid of it six months ago? And he and then I was like, well, hang on. I actually had a bad pain a few months ago, like where I dropped everything at the shops because it was like something had popped inside of me. And I was like, I think I've had a cyst pop inside of me and it's just gone everywhere because that would make sense. And I knew that something had happened because um, I was in the shower and I got out and this just massive clot. Like I'm not even over-exaggerating. It's like a – it's like – a baby comes out of me. It's that fucking huge. You can pick it up with your hand and put it in your palm. And my partner didn't believe what it, what I was talking about until he saw it himself. And he's like, dude, these are massive. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yes, I've been telling you. I'm like, I've been telling you. And then I was like, oh, I think I've got a cyst. And then since then, I just bleed randomly. Like, I have to wear a tampon all the time, which is not fun. But mm. I might bleed heavy for a whole two days. Like, I was bleeding that much one day. The doctor had to give me those tablets to stop me from bleeding. You know, like, have you ever had a really bad period where, like, they give you these tablets you would take three times a day? No. Yeah, well, you're lucky. I know. I, my period my periods actually, I'm, I don't mean to brag. My period's usually like yeah, my, three and a half days. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and see, maybe that was also 
um, a sign about PCOS and endo. Like, my periods would be all over the place. I'd be mm-hmm. on the pill still and wouldn't miss a pill and then I'd just bleed. And I'm like, dude, what the hell? I'm wearing white jeans or something. So if you notice, <laughs> I don't wear a lot of white, like, pants or anything because it's not fucking worth it. <laughs> oh, my God, not worth it at all. I mean, it's just – it's crazy how – how regularly? Because when you do flick through the highlight on your ins- on your Instagram, there is so it's all the time, mate. It's like every every time something's <laughs> every wrong. Day. Every time something's wrong with you, people you you then you have a slide and like oh go to hospital, and the next slide is like yeah. they don't believe me again, and yeah. it's like you have my full records. You know you you know that I have this condition both of these conditions that I struggle with that I've had surgeries for why are you not listening to me like and it happens it happens so it happens so regularly and I think it's such an issue with women not being believed um Uh, it is for pain it's such a you have no idea and I really feel for them because some people can't afford to go to say a private doctor or a private surgeon not that they're any better than public, but sometimes it can help to get so many different opinions, but some people can't afford it. So they live their life being like, oh, the doctor said it was period pain or this is normal. And it's like, no, it's not normal. Bad period no. pain is not fucking normal. Bad, bad period pain. I mean, you know, you get you get like a bit sick and you get a, a cramp here and there, but not being able to move off off your couch or, or yeah. out of bed or burning yourself with a normal. hot water bottle is yeah. not normal. And I think... I think it's important, I guess, from your story not being believed, even though there's all this evidence that, like, if anyone listening has any of these symptoms to get checked out, like you were saying, because... And be aggressive. Yeah. Be aggressive. Aggressive. Because, because, like, I, like, just... And you know what? Don't go into the GP or to your surgeon and say, um, oh, what do you think this is? Like, you, you go in there and you tell them what you want. So don't suggest, oh, do you think I should get this? No, you go in there and say, I want a fucking internal ultrasound mm. and a normal ultrasound. I want you to look in and around me and tell me if there's anything wrong. So mm. you don't walk out of that GP's office until you get what you want. And if you don't get what you want from them, find a new GP because, like, that time where I had those internal stitches inside of me that weren't dissolving... I was that aggressive to everyone around me because I knew something was wrong. You know your body. And, like, when he found it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is – this surgeon I've, like – is my new surgeon, Tom Manley. He's the one that I'm going to again in June. He did my – took out my left ovary. He was that nice to me when I – I dead set sat in his office and I was like, look, if you're not going to take out my left ovary, I don't want to talk to you. Like, this is – I'll pay the – however much it is for the consultation. But if you're not going to take it out, then I'll leave. And he's like – well, I went through your file and I understand you've had a lot. He's like, you shouldn't have even had that many surgeries. Like, your my ovary lining was that bad. It was like a deflated, deflated ball balloon. So it should have been oh taken God. out months ago. Well, because so- I, I saw on your Instagram that they said that they, they didn't want to take it out. Other surgeons didn't because you were too young. And it's like... No. It's causing you pain every day and it's your decision with your with what you want to do with your body. Like if you want to get something taken out of you that is causing you physical harm, then you should be able to do and that and, and like, it shouldn't mate, be like I being too get, young. Like, I can get four like silicon tits put in me, no worries, no yeah. questions asked or like all this crazy stuff on my face, no questions asked as long as you pay the surgeon. But God forbid I want to take out my ovaries and not have kids. Even if I had perfect ovaries, 
why is that not my choice? Like, yes. I just one doctor, this one surgeon be like, you're really young, like, you know, you still might want kids. I'm like, but what happens if I don't want kids? Like, what, why just because I'm a woman, I'm made to feel like I need to have children? Yes, absolutely. And, and, and you should go through the pain for years and years and years with your left ovary because of the chance that you might want to have kids in the future when you're saying to them, I'm fine. Were you yes. saying that you didn't want to have kids or were you just like, I'd rather no, take the chance of... I would, like, I'm not maternal in like my... Pa- so me, my partner's got three kids and it worked out perfect because if if I... Like I couldn't have kids and I'm not taking that part away from his life, which is perfect. But like, so they gave me such a low, low chance of having kids. They're like, you'll have to freeze your eggs. You'll have to go on these injections for a year and a half and then you might not still be able... Because these injections cause cysts. And I'm like, but you've already got really bad cysts. So there's no point in having these injections. So... And then I've had people be like, babe, but you know, you can adopt. But why do I have to have a newborn baby to feel like I'm a mother? Like, why Why do I need to feel like a mum to yeah. live my life? Do yeah, you you're, allowed I mean? to, you're allowed to choose to not want to do that because that isn't where your yeah, value like, comes from in why? life. So if I turn around and I'm like, yeah, I've got like two kids. They're like, oh, fantastic. If I turn around and say, oh, I've, like my partner's got kids. Like I haven't, I can't have kids. They're like, oh, how does that make you feel? Like, dude, fine. I'm fine. Whether yeah. I have kids or no kids, I'm yeah. fine. And that's, and that's your own prerogative. Like for, for doctors to say that to, it's, it's literally putting so much worth on you being able to produce children. And then you have to go through all the pain and then all the surgeries again to try and maybe have kids. The chances <sighs> sound like they're pretty slim for you to have children yeah. anyway, naturally. Mate, it's not worth it. It's or not worth it. Like, you can adopt. You might, want, you might change your mind. I'm like, I've had that many people cut me open and that many things shoved up me for internal ultrasounds. I'm telling you now, mate, I'm not like, I'm not like, oh, I want a baby. I'm like, get the fucking things out of <laughs> and me. And that's fine. And that's, and that's fucking, that's great that you know that you don't want a baby. Like, it's similar to saying, though, that you do want a baby right now when you're the same age as you. Like, if you've made a decision either way, you know. And I think it's really funny. You know how some people see babies and like, oh, my ovaries hurt. Like they want to. I'm like, do my ovaries hurt all the time? I can't have extra pain looking at a baby. So get the fucking baby out of here. Oh my <laughs> god, you are the funniest bitch. I'm fucking dead. I love the way you talk about this because it's so like, it's such an awful topic, and a lot of women are scared to talk about it. But the way you talk about it on your Instagram and on this podcast right now is so relatable, and it's so just like. You're like, this is what is fucking happening to me. It's fucking shit and I'm fucking over it. No one listens to me. It's like so good because like I was saying, people usually have these clinical, which is great to understand the clinical part of it if you have endo. But like the fact that you're just chatting about it, like you're talking to your girlfriends on your Instagram, you're like, this is fucked. (laughs) And it's yeah. like, yeah, it every is. Every time, like, my partner had no idea how bad this was. Like, he's a professional endometriosis person now. Like, he has seen yeah. it firsthand. Like, the bloating, like, he can't un- he can't believe. Like, one day I'll be feeling great and I'll be like, yeah, I'm having a bad flare-up. And he looks at me and I'm like, I know. It's so big. And then Pete, it's like, it's like, what are you having? And I'm like, a cyst. <laughs> like, a little having? baby cyst burrito. Yeah. So I was like, I'm having twins. I'm like, cute. I'm having a blood cyst. How cute. <laughs> Oh my god, you are so funny. But all I want to get out there is like everyone like like at the end of the day, it's not normal to be in pain. Go get yourself checked out mm. and be aggressive. If you want me to yell at your doctor, give me your doctor's details oh and god. I'll call them up or I'll write them a note and tell them just to sort you out. So I mean I know, just listen to the patient, I guess. I think I mean you have this like really good approach to dealing with it, but I 
I mean, there's always a talk about how physically painful it is, but there isn't much talk around how maybe emotionally or mentally painful it would be having endo and PCOS and that goes along with the physical pain. Do you struggle at all with mental health um, in regards to that? Yeah, well, I, I, def- I think so. Well, I mean, because also with that comes like, say, for instance, like that lady beforehand was talking about sex and her relationship. I'm like a sex freak with my partner. Like I'm just Goals. so attracted to him. Yeah. But like it is actually so painful um, sometimes to have sex. Like when you've got a system that like even putting a tampon up, up back inside of me is so – it's like too much pressure up there or something. So sex is so painful and then you start mm-hmm. feeling like – you're not good enough but my partner has reassures me all the time like he's like it's fine like don't worry about it Mm. but in deep down you're thinking oh well if like you know it's not normal I don't feel okay like you know and then you and then you think to yourself I'll just have sex because I want to but then you're in that much pain like I'm not even kidding women all around would understand it's it's almost unbearable like you just want to sit there and cry because it's so painful so you start doubting yourself Mm -hmm. and then last year say mentally was the worst for me because I felt super isolated and um, I felt like I was going insane because I was crying all the time about being in pain and no one would take me seriously Mm. so like you know I just felt like no one understood me and I was missing out on things and I was just super emotional like everything got me upset and then um, when I found Tom Manley it was seriously like angels and was like oh because someone someone believed me like you know Mm -hmm. it's like when you're telling a story and you're telling the truth and no one believes you. Yeah. And everyone thinks you're, you're like you're crazy and you're like, I'm, am I crazy? No, I'm not crazy. That This yeah. is actually happening. Yeah. So it just took one person to believe what I was saying as in like my family and friends did, but like a medical person mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, I believe you. And I just started getting my confidence back with, no, you should be a, like an ambassador for people that are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. Because like I get anxiety all the time just over regular life stuff, but when I have endo and that again, I'm thinking, God damn it! Like, just go away. Do you get? Do you ever get um, anxious or upset about the fact that, like, do you miss out on? This might be a dumb question, but do you miss out on like events and stuff from the pain of your endo, or do you just fucking go? Um, it like last year, I literally I couldn't live. I was in so much pain. Like mm. even walking to the fridge, I couldn't put pressure on my right leg because when I put pressure, it was like sending pain into my right ovary. Yeah, it was odd, so I I couldn't go. I tried to go to some events. I got a lot of work cancelled because I couldn't even do, like, a video because I would Mm -hmm. look like I'm in pain in the video. Oh, my God. Like, I'd be, like, shaking some days because I'm in in that much pain. I'd feel Mm -hmm. nauseous. Like, I was constantly on anti-nausea tablets. It was terrible. Oh, my God. So, so this is the thing. I I just think it would affect your mental health so much. It would make you just feel like... So frustrated with the doctors, upset up, missing out on things. You can't do your work, like you're saying. Like people that work in like, if a woman works in like, I don't know, if like a PE teacher or something. Like imagine having like an active job, like an active, oh, like active any, job. Anything. And or nine to five. It's like, like, anything. And you don't know what, you wouldn't know what to say to your boss where it's like, hey, um, I've got to go home because I'm in pain. Like I've got endo. And mm. people literally will be like, so she's got her period. Again, and it's like, again. No, mate, mm. Like you've got no idea how painful it is. And mm. it drives me insane when people are like, oh, it can't be that bad. And I'm like, let me shoot you in the face. And then we'll be like, <laughs> it can't be that bad. It can't be that bad. Get over it. Oh, my God. It's yeah. fucking awful. Do you have any more advice? I know you had advice um, earlier about just going to your doctor and being aggressive and being like, 
I want to get tested for this. Like, and this. don't hit them or anything. Do you, yeah. I mean, uh, verbally, verbally uh, yeah. uh, forceful. Aggressive. Um, um, so do you have any other advice women who are – or trans men or non-binary people who are living – with the condition and or think they do have it. Do you have any advice at all? Because you're such a great advocate. So I thought you might have some insights. Oh, thank you. Um, well, honestly, just don't like, just don't give up until you get the answers that you want. We all know what our body is feeling and what we're going through. You know your own body. So if someone's saying to you, this is how you should be feeling and it's not how you're feeling, then something's not right. Like it's not adding up. Um, also, if people want to know about pain and things like that. Um, Mercedol Night Strength and a hot water bottle are the best things I've ever taken for it. Um, and also, if someone is having keyhole surgery, I just want to let them know that there's this thing called shoulder tip pain, and it's the gas that they use to like blow up your stomach so they can move around, like to get in and out. Um, when they push your stomach down, the gases get stuck in between, like up in your shoulder and that. So it causes a lot of pain you can't breathe. And there's no pain relief for this, okay? So all you've got to do is lay flat and have um, like a wheat pack on your shoulders and that will eventually get the pain away. Oh, my God. So there are yeah. so many things. <laughs> this is what is insane to me as well. Like you obviously have the pain from the condition and the symptoms and everything like that. And then you have surgery and you have to recover from surgery. And then it sounds oh, like... look, it's terrible. By the time you recover from surgery, it sounds like you're getting another flare-up. Like yeah, it's- or like you have to recover from surgery and then the shoulder tip pain and then you're constipated from the painkillers and then you're trying to go to the toilet and that pushing oh. causes more pain. Like it's Oh, like, my God. It's See, so much fun. Before we spoke, like, like I was saying at the top of the show, I was like, I know it's awful, but I didn't understand any of these intimate details and I think it's really important that you've spoken about it because people may have friends that have endo or you know work colleagues or employees or an employer who has endo and they don't they just you know think oh it's bad period pain um and you don't realize how fucking awful this can be consistently particularly when you have both PCOS and endo and I think as well, something that I really want to say to everyone is stop fucking asking them when they have kids. Like, stop being like, what? so when you have like, all the time they want kids, just stop asking because this is just, that obviously was a huge point of contention for you and a huge issue for you. I guess kind of emotionally, but also just like logistically trying to get your ovary taken out. Like, oh, and it's really funny because I've had some people be like, oh, so when are you having kids? And I'm like, I can't. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, but it's fine. And they get really upset. And I'm like, dude, calm down. Like, it's fine. Mm. Like, I've actually, like, detached my emotions from it where, like, say, for instance, Miguel, I saw that he got really, like, affected by what I was saying on the show um, about this because he's like, she's such a young girl. And I'm like, oh, like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm yeah, you feel bad. Because cause I'm like, I've just, it's not a big deal. They're like, but you're so young. I'm like, so? Yeah, so I'm so young and I've gone through this at a young age. Like, don't you think I just want to live and be yeah. pain-free? Yeah. I'd rather be pain-free than be able to have kids. I and have that. constant pain your entire life. Well, hopefully oh. hopefully the surgery <laughs> – God, it's next week or something, is it? The surgery. I know, it's on the second. I'm really excited. You have no idea how fucking keen I am for this surgery because I'm like, yes, I'm sick of this pain. Are so you in I'm pain so right excited. now? Not right now, actually. No, I'm actually pretty good today. But give it like 20 minutes. That'll it'll fluctuate. Oh my it'll, be, God. it'll be bad. That is so insane. Well, hopefully it goes well. I'm so glad you're able to get it. I'm so, so, so grateful 
for you coming on here because like I said, I've had so many requests for this and you were just so I'm good so to talk about to it. I'm so excited to let me like talk about it. Like you're no. just like, you're so open too. You're like, yes, bitch, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bitch. Um, is there anything you want to talk about other than that? Do you want to, what's your Instagram handle at Erin.Alicia uh, with a at Y. Erin.Alicia. Yeah. Yes, with a Y. Everyone, some people are like, how do you spell you? I'm like, eh, I don't <laughs> <laughs> um, And so follow Erin on Instagram um, if you want to learn more about this or you just want to follow a funny, hot gal. I mean, either way, she posts Stop a lot it. about endo and PCOS and she's got a whole highlight about it. So you can go through all of that like I did this morning oh, on the toilet with my you. UTI. Um, <laughs> But what were you doing on the <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Bye. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. Mwah.